The Catechism tells us that fortitude is the moral virtue that ensures firmness in difficulties and constancy in the pursuit of the good. It strengthens the resolve to resist temptations and to overcome obstacles in the moral life. The virtue of fortitude enables one to conquer fear, even fear of death, and to face trials and persecutions. It disposes one even to renounce and sacrifice his life in defence of a just cause. Fortitude strengthens the soul against inordinate fear and also acts to curb recklessness. St Thomas Aquinas says that the virtue of fortitude removes any obstacle that prevents the will from following reason. Its object is balancing both fear and daring to curb fear and to moderate daring. Because of the damage inflicted on our nature by original sin, our diminished fortitude means that we are unable to persevere for long in doing good. Fortunately, in his infinite mercy, God shares his divine fortitude with us in Jesus our Saviour. As we read in Acts 1.8, you shall receive the power of the Holy Ghost. This divine fortitude is communicated to the soul from the moment of its spiritual regeneration of baptism by the infused virtue of fortitude. Our sanctification is realised by virtues, but this very high end is often thwarted by the inconsistencies and the weaknesses of our faculties. The gift of the Holy Spirit comes in addition to the infused virtue, to confirm it, to make up for our infirmity. The Catechism explains, the gifts of the Holy Spirit complete and perfect the virtues of those who receive them. They make the faithful docile in readily obeying divine inspiration. This can be illustrated by the change in the Apostles before and after Pentecost. Before receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they are timid and cowardly. Peter gives the illusion of fortitude, but it is impulsive. He draws his sword, cuts off a soldier's ear, but the very next moment he runs away from a servant. With the exception of John, the apostles are absent from Calvary. They fled, and yet we can think that they had divine grace, the virtue of fortitude. Jesus called them his friends. But they had not yet received the fullness of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. After Pentecost, they who used to be so fearful and timid are now speaking in front of the powerful, and they don't get confounded. They speak confidently to the gathered crowd and convert them. Peter is no longer afraid, even in front of the high priest himself, saying, We cannot help speaking of what we have seen and heard. What a difference between virtue and its failings and its difficulties and the gift that communicates such courage. In other words, where virtue falters, the gift shines. In the ordinary exercise of virtue, everything is reasoned. I must despise all vain fear because the eternal goods are superior to the goods of this world. Under the action of the gift of fortitude, on the contrary, it is, it is entirely spontaneous and natural that the soul undertakes great things for the glory of God and accepts to endure the most painful sufferings for love of God. The virtue and the gifts of fortitude, therefore, have the same object, firmness and difficulties and constancy in, the, constancy in the search for good, even to the sacrifice of one's life if necessary. But with the gift, we no longer act as sole masters of our lives, but as instruments of the omnipotence of the Holy Spirit. The gift of fortitude leads us to accomplish difficult works for the kingdom of God by enduring and by engaging. Enduring trials is usually the first application of the gift that we think of, and rightly so, to endure without weakening and without being discouraged. One has only to think of the holy martyrs. Through the gift of fortitude, they endured innumerable torments without denying their faith, even to the sacrifice of their lives. Let us think of St. Gianna Mola, who offered her life to save her child, or the awesome example of the martyrs of her own time in the East. For us, in our daily life, in the face of simple annoyances or daily trials, 
we can adopt the motto of St. Joan of Arc, accept everything with resignation. The gift of fortitude extends not only to danger, but to any difficult work. In particular, it supports us in the necessary heroism of our daily virtues. Do what you have to do when you have to do it, even if it is painful. This often requires learning to do what we least like first. As we are told in 1 Corinthians, do everything well with love. So in our daily lives, we ask ourselves, am I quick to accomplish my duties or do I keep putting them off until tomorrow? What example do I offer to my children, to my work colleagues, to my fellow students in the fulfillment of the duties of my state in life? The fiat of the Blessed Virgin Mary and the silent obedience of Saint Joseph are the fruits of the gift of fortitude, which produces in their soul, in their souls an assurance which excludes all fear. It was also the gift of fortitude that gave Saint Teresa of the Child Jesus the ability to be rigorous, rigorously faithful in everything, never to deliberately resist the slightest movement of grace. It was education and fidelity to humble daily duties and to Christian virtues that prepared Saint Maria Goretti for the heroism of her martyrdom. Heroism cannot be improvised nor martyrdom, and so we ask ourselves, am I careful to educate myself and to educate those entrusted to me in perseverance and infidelity in small things? Fortitude helps us to do what is right, especially when it is difficult or when we fear the gaze of others. There is no lack of examples in fearlessness and daring in the service of good. It was thanks to the fortitude imbued by the Holy Spirit that St. Catherine of Siena, a simple Dominican virgin, was able to convince the Pope to return to Rome. Or that St. John Henry Newman dared to go through with his conversion process, despite pressure from his Anglican friends. Or that so many priests today give generously to their ministry despite media pressure that tarnishes the image of the priesthood. And so we ask ourselves, am I too often tempted to rely on my own strength to achieve good by my own strength? Or to give too much importance to human means to develop my interior life instead of relying on grace? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, who strengthens me says St. Paul. Fortitude allows us to defend the truth especially in the face of relativism. It was through the strength of the Holy Spirit that blessed Pierre Adrien Toulourg, after a moment of weakness, returned to tell the truth before the Revolutionary Tribunal and thus poured out his blood for his faith. The young Dominican tertiary, Pierre Giorgio Frassati, promoting the social doctrine of the Church, wrote to a friend, Living without faith, without a heritage to defend, without supporting the truth, is a continuous struggle. That is not to live, it is to vegetate. We must never vegetate, but live. There is no shortage of causes these days, and there is no shortage of battles. Do we always dare to stand out? Do we dare to commit ourselves to the defence of truth, as St John Paul II and his successors demand? The gift of fortitude perfects the cardinal virtue of fortitude. It gives us the means to carry out to the end what is necessary for salvation and helps us to cope with annoyances and trials. There are three ways to, to attain the right disposition for the gift of fortitude. First, know how to recognise, in all humility, your helplessness and your weaknesses. Second, have boundless confidence in the infinite goodness of God, and so that it is not reckless, engage generously in the practice of the virtues of fortitude and patience, to learn to persevere in small trials. 
And finally, have devotion to and regularly receive the Holy Eucharist, which is the living source from which martyrs draw the fortitude to confess Christ to the last drop of their blood.